Thank you for joining in for this City Lights Church podcast. We're a new church in the north of Brisbane, and you can find out more about us at www.citylights.community. We hope that this podcast encourages you in your journey of following Jesus. Well, welcome to City Lights. Um, one of the, the ways that we describe this church and one of the pictures that we use, we have three pictures, and one of the pictures, the key pictures, is the family table. And the family table is a place of relationship where everyone enjoys and everyone has a chance to contribute. And what we're passionate about is being a family that grows together. Do you know that in a loving family, you can make mistakes, you can go and and grow together, you don't have to be perfect, you don't have to sign up to kind of get to this level, but in loving family, you grow together and that is our heart and our desire is that together we will grow in faith, we will grow in love and we will do this journey of life together. So if you're new, um, we want to let you know about that. Uh, Also, just to let you know before I start, we've got um, ways that you can contribute financially to this uh, community, and you can do that online by going to uh, our website, uh, citylights.community slash give, or up the back there is a black box there, and uh, that is incredibly uh, valuable to what we're doing, not only for now and paying for this venue and things like that, but as we prepare for the future. And our heart and our focus and our motivation is transformation of people's lives, is impact. We believe that the message of Jesus is the most powerful, the best message of all, and our desire is to share that with as many people as we can. So that is what we are all about. So today, um, I'm going to continue our series, which is called The World of Words. So this series is about understanding the creative power of our words. Our words have creative power. And sometimes we use them well, other times we don't quite get it right and things can go horribly wrong. And we've all got situations and circumstances where someone has said something to us or about us and it has damaged us. And so part of what what God wants us to do is uh, to allow healing to come into us. But also what he wants us to do is learn how to use the power of our words and access that creative power. I want to share a really uh, a short, encouraging testimony uh, from someone in our church. Uh, she shared this last week with us, uh, Tammy, uh, who is up the back there. You don't need to turn around. She's embarrassed enough, I can tell by her face. So we are so privileged to have Tammy and her daughter, Layla, uh, with us. And so last week, Tammy was sharing some very, very exciting news with us about a new job that she got. And um, the story is so encouraging to us. And uh, I asked her for her permission if we could uh, share that today. So Tammy was actively looking for a new job. 
at the uh, beginning of the year, and then COVID happened. And in COVID, she lost her job, which is uh, unfortunately what has happened to many, many people. And so she's been looking just really for anything and everything, she says, in the last six months. And then a couple of weeks ago, she heard my sermon about praying out loud. So one of the, the key takeaways and the encouragement is for us to pray out loud in our own homes daily. That's one of the big takeaways from this series. And so um, she decided that she was going to do that that week. She woke up on Friday. I'm reading a little bit of uh, her text. Um, and she was very upset. There's some things going on in her life with uh, custody of her daughter and her um, ex-partner. And so she felt a bit overwhelmed and a bit burdened. But she remembered the sermon and she decided to read a passage of scripture out loud and pray out loud. Isn't this amazing? And so this is what she did. She read this scripture. I'm going to read it to you, Matthew 5, 3 to 12. It says this, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. And so what a powerful scripture. And so Tammy decides to read and declare this scripture out loud in her own home. And then she asked that God would bless her and her family and provide for their needs. So pretty simple and pretty powerful, right? So I asked Tammy, how did you feel at this time? Because she was coming from a place where she felt upset. All these emotions. And she said, I felt a mix of emotions and she felt a heaviness over her as she read the scripture. But when she started reading it, she started to feel hope and the hope and life of God happens. Do you want to know what happened next that day? She says, that day was a whirlwind. I received a text regarding an email that never came through, then a request for an interview and a reference check post the interview and found out that she had the job a few hours later. So this miraculous answer to prayer. One of the things we've also been talking about as a community is being one size too big. What does that mean? It means that we're thinking about creating space for us to grow. And sometimes that means taking on what we think is too much for us. But in uh, Tammy's case, it was just she wanted something that would challenge her and something that would allow her to grow in her career. And here's what she says, the job is great because it is really one size too big. She wanted something to grow into and challenge herself. They also said there was a pay bracket 
And then she asked for more. That's a good thing. And they gave it to her. How good is that? Despite probably not having the qualifications for that. It's also local and has flexibility for her as a mum, which is exactly what she needed. Can we give the Lord another praise? So here's what I want to say. And I want to make this so personal to you that God has called you to live a life of faith. God has called each and every one of you to live a life of faith. Who's heard of that story of the frog um, that's stuck in the milk? And this idea that, you know, what you've got to do is you just got to keep going. And when you just keep going, keep paddling, keep on, that you'll turn that milk into butter. And then you'll be able to get out. That's the story of the frog. Okay? That's rubbish. That's not the life of faith. Do you know that if you just keep trying, it won't be good enough in terms of being, becoming everything that God has called you to be? You need God's help. And so this is the word that is passionate in your circumstances that I'm passionate about sharing. In your circumstances, you may see some things that are impossible. Tammy, by her own effort, could not have made or created those circumstances. I know some of you are facing challenges of all different kinds, all different levels. Maybe they're health challenges. Maybe they're uh, emotional and mental challenges that you're facing. God has called you to live a life of faith. And we can't do it just by turning up each day and it's like, oh, if I just keep trying, I'll get there. No, you won't. You need help. And when you find that God is cheering for you, when you find out that God is extending his goodness towards your life, and when you get a revelation that he's cheering you on and he wants you to be healed, he wants you to be whole, he wants you in a position that you're healed and whole enough to be able to give out to those around you and to be as generous as you could possibly imagine, that's when you start to say, hey, God, you're calling me to live a life of faith. And this is something that's burning on my spirit for this morning. I want you to know, some of you are thinking about reasons why you're ex- you can exclude yourself usually based on what you have or haven't done or what your history has been. And God's saying, can you let me do the God thing? Can you let me be above it all? We've seen that song, you reign above it all. Can you zoom up? Can you let me go in that spiritual drone and get a different perspective? And I want you to know That God is extending his goodness towards you. God is extending his favor towards you. Some of you are, are not quite convinced about God's plan for your life. Some of you are believing for a new house or to buy your own home. And I don't for one minute believe that Christianity is all about what we can get. But I do believe that God is a good, good father. And that we can set our hearts and our sights 
on putting him first in every area and trusting him for what we need. And so right now, there's a little struggle in some of you. You're not quite convinced that God's plan is goodness for you, that God has the power to heal, that God has the power to free you from the damage of the past, that God has the power to free you from damaging words. And I believe that this is true. Some of you are still under the weight of hurtful and wrong and damaging things that have been spoken to you, that have caused you to feel pain, that have caused you to feel rejected, that you've been living under this environment. And God's saying, I'm a good God. It's time to break free. It is time to break free. And how do you do it? You do it by faith. There's a picture of Jesus when he's in the boat and he's asleep and there's this storm and the disciples get worried. And you know that if a group of seasoned fishermen that are in a boat get worried, then they've got good reasons to. Okay, I get very seasick in boats. I remember one time we went to um, New Zealand and we went on a whale watching expedition out of season. So there was like zero chance that we saw a whale and we didn't have a miracle. Um, but there was four of us at that time and I think everyone except for Joe got sick. So we were all kind of like hurling and then Joe's just there, our, our little son, he's just happy as. And uh, so I'm not good in the ocean, but these were experienced fishermen and they started to get worried. What happens? Jesus stirs and then he speaks to the wind and the wave and instantly there's peace here's my message i want you to make this personal right now i want you to include yourself even if you might find it a little bit difficult so just kind of go a little bit beyond but god has called you to speak peace over your own life and over your own circumstances God has called you to speak peace over your past. God has called you to speak peace over your relationship. God has called you to speak peace over your employment situation. What does this mean? It doesn't necessarily mean instantly that all the circumstances change, but you change. And you navigate the world in a different way. And the only way that we can do this is by faith. The only way that we can do this. It's really, really important. It's good to try. But we've got to access this faith realm and this faith dimension. I'm just about to go on. But before I do, I really felt stirred in my spirit to share this. And some of you, we're still not convinced about the goodness of God. And when we get a conviction about how God, good God is and that he is the good, good father, that he wants the best, regardless of what our own fathering experiences have been like, regardless of the limitations, human failure, when we understand that God is good and he invites us into relationship he invites us to see like 
He sees, he invites us to speak like he speaks. There's something powerful and tangible. So I want to encourage you, go a little bit further. Go a little bit further. Faith will always take you to the edge. And when you step off, I had a kind of like a little bit of a, a vision or a picture or an image that uh, I was on one of those high, high cliffs. Uh, think uh, kids' movies. I watch a lot of them. Okay, How to Train a Dragon, like super high clouds, little kind of things. Or maybe you've got another image there. And there was a group of people and we were called to walk out off this cliff, which is a bit scary, right? But we started to walk and as we started to walk, there was like this glass bridge that was very wide, very secure. We just couldn't see it. And this is what it means for us to take steps of faith. And Tammy has provided a brilliant example of in that moment, overwhelmed by emotion, difficulty, just to begin to speak out and allow the creative power of God's word, the Bible, just to echo. And I believe that that echo is going to continue. And I want to encourage you, Tammy, don't stop now. If God can do that, what can he do? There's some people here that are believing in terms of employment and in terms of their job situation or their business. I'm going to pray in just a minute. And I want to invite you to join your faith. Just take that step. Don't hang back in this moment. Just include yourself in that. All right, can we pray? Jesus, we thank you for the faith that's been released in this place through Tammy's story, through the amazing provision. And right now, we just release your favor and your peace over those that are wanting uh, employment or needing a breakthrough in their business or workplace. And so, God, we thank you for what you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Real quick, I actually had a, a message prepared this morning. I'm going to share a little bit of that. Uh, but I really felt that there was something of God's spirit around the area of faith. And so the number one thing that I want you to walk out of today with is that God has called me to live a life of faith. God has called me to do things that I can't by his power to see all kinds of miracles uh, Jen is not here, but uh, last week we prayed for some people with shoulder pain and she was uh, healed of shoulder and neck pain. She sent me a message during the week and uh, incredible, incredible things happening um, by faith. All right, so here's one of the things that I love about the Bible and about what we call the Word of God is that it is so clear and so practical. It's not always easy, and that's why we need faith and the power of God, and we'll get to that. But here is a really clear and practical instruction from the Apostle Paul regarding our words. And it's from Philippians 2.14. Super clear, not very easy, easy, not easy to do, but super clear. It says this, do everything without grumbling and arguing. 
Do everything without grumbling and arguing. Turn to the person next to you, maybe behind you if you're sitting by yourself, and say, do everything without grumbling and arguing. And usually maybe there's some, some parents that are trying to catch the eyes of their kids in this moment. Ethan has had enough. Really bad timing, mate. <laughs> so here's a question. What's so bad about grumbling? And in this passage, the Apostle Paul is deliberately linking through the use of the words and the, words are, the word origin, the idea of grumbling to the story of the people of Israel. So in the people of Israel, if you, some of you know the Bible a little bit more than others, and the story of the people of Israel is they're in slavery in Egypt, and God broke them out miraculously using a guy by the name of Moses. And so he led them into the wilderness. He designed for them to be in the wilderness for about 18 months just to reset themselves in terms of their practices and create, uh, recreate them as a nation. And so he did it for 18 months. They ended up being in the wilderness for 40 years. All right. And the reason, one of the key reasons they did is because they were in this pattern of grumbling. And so grumbling is what stopped a whole generation of people entering into God's promises for them. Because they kept... When they faced uh, difficulties and circumstances, they kept looking back to the past. They were always unhappy with where they were. And so they were constantly looking over their shoulder saying, oh, if only we could have the food that we had in Egypt. Or, this, you know, this is difficult. If only we could go back. They so easily forgot that they were worked 24-7. They were slaves. They had no freedom to worship and so they were in this pattern of grumbling. And so why is grumbling so bad? And it is related to faith and what we're trying to do. Grumbling is faithless dissatisfaction with God. Let me say that again. Grumbling is faithless dissatisfaction with God. It's an expression of a problem that sees God at best powerless and at worst, the cause. So they, this God who had, they had been the generation to see the Red Sea part, to see all the signs and wonders, and they weren't satisfied. And they kept saying, God, why did you send us here? Who here has ever prayed for something? And then during the answer to that prayer, complained about the answer to prayer. My hand's the first one up. All right, this is what it means for us to grumble. And we don't realize it, but it's a faithless dissatisfaction with God. And it's associated with a noise, that kind of deep kind of rumble, grumble. But the Hebrew word associated with grumbling is a picture of stopping, camping overnight and remaining somewhere. 
So when you grumble, you're choosing to be stuck. And God says, I'd really love to help you, but I can't override your will. It's your choice. Your, your confession is to remain here. And I know that I've done this. And as a leader of this community, if we are going to enter into the promises of God, we can't choose to be stuck with our words. We can't choose to camp in a place that God has called us to pass through. And so in life, there are so many problems and there are situations and some of you might be struggling right now in a situation that might be very very sad and terrible and tragic but God's saying don't stop there keep moving don't camp there keep moving yes it's difficult just keep walking and this is why it's so important that we learn to express words of faith rather than grumble It's anti-faith. And so grumbling, when we grumble, we self-limit. We don't realize it at the time. We self-limit our words and we choose to be stuck either in our past or in our current circumstances. So that's what's the issue with grumbling. What about arguing? Arguing is associated in this passage with the word criticism. So when grumbling is a faithless dissatisfaction with God, arguing and criticism is a faithless dissatisfaction with others. And so it's easy to get into this habit where we're always comparing, critiquing, judging, sometimes ourselves, sometimes others. And our life and sometimes our faith gets described by a million preferences. And a million comments. And so we can be like, yes, I like this. I didn't like that. Oh, did you see what uh, that person did? Oh, I like this pastor. I don't like that pastor. I like this podcast. I don't like that. Oh, I like that song. I don't like that. I'm not talking necessarily about having an opinion, but I'm talking about this relentless comparison, this relentless criticism of what is going on around you. And we can, if we do this, we limit our faith in others. Do you know God has called us to champion each other? Do you know that God has called us when we make a mistake to be the first to encourage? He's called us to call out the gold in people and to say, I see what God has placed within you it's easy to criticize it's easy to get in a pattern of criticism but there's something that is more powerful for building a community of faith that can believe in God and believe what God has placed in others and to do that we've got to get out of arguing and criticizing one of the issues is it creates a toxic environment where we're always complaining and arguing and criticizing and nothing can grow because there's doesn't have the encouragement, the rich nutrients of life that God has called us to. 
So two things, really simple. Paul says, do everything without grumbling or arguing. And here's the reason why. Because as we go on, verse 15, the reason why he cared, why he wrote, why he was inspired to write this, is because a lot depends on it. Firstly, for ourselves, what's going on within us, but also for our impact in our world. Who here has ever uh, met someone or known someone who constantly grumbles and argues and criticises and complains and thought, I'd really like to be like that person. There's something on them. I've got to find out more. I've got to ask their journey. How did they get like that? They are just so miserable all the time. We don't do that. But if you see someone and you meet them and you go, hey, I know some of their story. It's pretty tragic, but I don't know why in the midst of that they can still have the joy that they do. They can still have the peace that they do. They can still have the life that they can do. And I know that's difficult, but that is what God has called us to do. Because when we deal with some of the stuff that's going on, which is what we've been talking about, when we go inward, and whenever you go inward as a Christian, you go inward with God. Okay? So it's okay to express how you're feeling. We talked about that last week. That's fine. It's not about emotional suppression or behavior modification. But it is about learning to live beyond our circumstances by faith. There's always a gap. And so you meet someone and you're like, they got joy. I heard their story. It's sad. Why have they got so much joy? And when we do that, there is this light and this life that comes upon us. Paul says, verse 15, this is from the message, go out into the world uncorrupted, a breath of fresh air in this squalid and polluted society. Provide people with a glimpse of good living and of the living God. That's pretty powerful, huh? And here's what he says, carry the light-giving message into the night. So he's really using this contrast to remind us, because sometimes we can get too familiar with who we are in God, who we are in Christ, to remind us that when we live in the way that God has called us to live, when we decide to become like Jesus in the way that we think, the way that we talk, the way that we act, there is something that switches on in our spirits. This church is called City Lights, okay? Because God has called you and me to be lights in a dark place. Now, it could be called City Light, Jesus being the light, but we've chosen to call it City Lights because it's a reminder of our responsibility to carry the light and the life of Jesus. I love this. Here's what it says. A breath of fresh air, a glimpse of good living and the living God and the light-giving message. So, the question is always, 
What are we choosing to do about it? What are we choosing to do about it? And that's why we have such a life-giving and encouraging community. And so I want to encourage you, and I want to also challenge you. Can I say that word? Yes, some of you. Challenge you. God has called you to live a life of faith. Now, growing up in church my whole life, there's been times when... um, I've felt or I've interpreted what's been saying is that you could sometimes never be honest about the situation and you just have to have faith. And any negative word that you say, well, that's a negative confession, Andrew. And if you keep saying those words, you know, you'll never get anywhere. And I don't believe that that is true. And last week we talked about lamenting. And lamenting is really coming to God and venting with God. Like I said, whenever we go inward, we go with God. If I go inward without God, that's a messy and dark place. I am not happy in myself or, or I'm not good to be around. But when we go inward, we go inward with God. And then we express what's going on, but then we ask for help and then we finish with praise and thanksgiving. And so... If you're needing some encouragement, some practical advice, and some things that you can do, it's all about prayer. How we change our hearts so that we can change our words, we do that with prayer. And why I'm encouraging us to speak out loud is because we're actually recognizing the power of our spoken word. I'm okay to pray in my mind. I just believe that our spoken words have power. So here's what I want you to do. I would love to encourage you to pray out loud in your own home every day. Here's what you can do. You can read a scripture. This could, you could do this in 30 seconds. Sometimes I write a list of things that I'm thankful for. If I'm really having a bad day, I'll make myself write a list of 100 things that I'm thankful for because it really gets me moving. So let's practice praise, seeing God as he is. Let's practice thanksgiving. Think about your story. And I know that in the midst of some of the tragedy, you'd be able to see the hand of God. You would be able to see how he's used that circumstances despite the pain, that he's turned that around to good to see how that your story can encourage someone else. And this is the future for us. God hasn't called us to live in grumbling and complaining. He hasn't called us to live in the past, to choose to camp in the past. God's released you from your past. He's already done it. He's already taken care of your circumstances. He's already healed you. And so how do we step into that? Through praise, through thanksgiving, through lament, through intercession. Intercession is acknowledging that gap between where we are and what God's called us to believe for and praying that God would fill that gap. And this is really, really important. I'm going to invite Tanya just to come and pray, uh, pray, play.
Awesome. Why don't you bow your heads? I do want to uh, just invite just some response in a moment where others can't see. So it's and uh, today, if you felt you feel challenged to live the life of faith that you know Jesus is calling you to, but you're still struggling, I want to pray for you because what we can do is we can join our faith. And so, if that's you, would you? Uh, be bold enough just to lift your hand wherever you are so that I can pray with you and for you. Yeah, I see those people. I see those people. And I want to encourage you, it's okay to believe for God's best. You don't need to be tentative about it. You can embrace that. That's so good. That's so good. Some of you with this passage some of you may have struggled in the past or in the future or right now with grumbling let's just be honest you've unfortunately tipped into the grumbling habit and there's power just to encourage and release that if that's you just in this moment i'd love to pray for you because god loves you and wants to replace that with new levels of faith so that you can be the light and the life that God's called you to be. If that's you, would you be bold enough to to lift your hand? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That takes courage and God is going to meet you in this moment. Others of you, you're in a pattern of arguing, criticism and complaint about the people around you. And God's saying, it's not helping you grow. It's not what I've called you to. If that's you, again, in a moment of courage and boldness. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Maybe also there's someone here that you've never made a decision to follow Jesus. And you're interested in making that decision to say, Jesus, I want you to be number one in my life. And I'm choosing to take a step towards following you. If that's you, would you uh, lift your hand? And I'd love to pray with you as well. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Let's pray. Jesus, we, we thank you that we can be a community of faith. We love uh, gathering together in relationship. We love the friendship. And Lord, we're also, you're also calling us to take steps, to see answers to prayer, to see the type of change that we've only dreamt about. And so, Lord, we thank you for that in the name of Jesus. All those that have responded, all those that you're speaking to, we thank you and we honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. You can find out more about City Lights Church at www.citylights.community.